And time now to welcome Dr. Andrew Corbett to the airwaves for our weekly discussion. G'day, Andrew. Good morning, Cameron. Great to be with you again. Indeed. And nice to have you along. Today we're talking about how to be a person of inspiration. Great yeah, how subject. To, how to be an inspiring yes. person. Cameron, we are all admirers of someone and throughout our lives there will be significant people either people that we come to know directly or people that we admire from a distance whether that be chronologically we may admire someone from the past I have a number of people that I tremendously admire from the past I I think one of the, the greatest men to have ever walked the planet was a German man by the name of Count Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf. I just like saying his name. Did you practice that before you came on here? <laughs> what a great name, I mean, Honestly, Count Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf. A great name, but mm. what a great man. Yeah. Uh, and here's somebody who exhibited all the traits that makes for a highly inspirational person. He more or less became the direct inspiration to John Wesley mm-hmm. and the indirect inspiration to William Wilberforce. Yes. And just the fact that I can mention those three names in the one sentence uh, just pretty means... pretty inspiring. Uh, exactly. Exa- <laughs> that's exactly the point, that, that these three people epitomise what inspirational lives look like. I mean, they, they were phenomenal lives inspirational people don't always change history in the sense that these three did uh, Nicholas uh, von Zinzendorf uh, certainly changed history affected indirectly affected Australian history indirectly affected or perhaps even directly affected American history directly affected European history so a phenomenal impact still being felt today some 300 years after his life uh, an incredible mm. life mm. but not every inspirational person is going to leave such a, a wake of of history uh there there are some people that will just be small town heroes they'll be people that that stand up for their town mm. they live an inspirational life they exhibit all of the traits that an inspirational person exhibits and yet they won't be on the front page of any newspaper you know outside of their town they won't they won't they won't have books written about them or movies made about them so there's a there's there's something about inspirational people that i i i guess where where i want to go with this cameron is firstly i want to encourage people to look for the right kind of inspiration. Secondly, yes. Yes. I actually think that in in our town, we need more inspirational people. We need people who can inspire our town, our state, to greater heights. And the difference between lacklustre and mediocre and excellent and great that gap is called inspiration. And we need people in, in our city right now who are going to lead inspiring lives. When, when we think of recent history, we can look at uh, 
some people that have made some phenomenal um, uh, contributions to the sporting field. I think of the, now you, you'll probably remember his name, uh, the North Melbourne or what are the Kangaroos football player who was burned in the Bali uh, bombings. Oh, Jason McCartney. McCartney, yes. who came back having told, you know, being told after being, you know, unfortunately being in Bali when, when um, the, the, that, uh, the, that nightclub was bombed and, and being told you'll, you'll never walk again, being not only able to walk but able to come back and essentially, um, well, do the impossible. He, he was able to play a game of, mm, he was, uh, yeah. of AFL football in, in the Premier League of, of, of Australian rules football. Uh, he, he was only able to play one game, but even the fact that, you know, that he could walk mm. was inspirational. Oh. The fact that he could get out on a on, on play a whole game of football was just breathtaking. Yeah. It was just staggering. It was. So there are there are people that inspire us on the sporting field. I I, I was absolutely delighted to watch the Australian story a couple of weeks ago when it did. Uh, it's one of the rare occasions they've done a two-part Australian story because they couldn't fit this guy's life into one episode, and that was the life of Rod Laver. Mm. Rod Laver was was one of my heroes growing up. Just as a as a, a tennis player, I I was. On a, my life was taking a, a path where I assumed I would be playing tennis as my career, mm. and people like Rod Laver, I, I, you know, admired deeply, and I remember as a young boy watching him play and just just being in awe of Rod Laver, and then just to to see the story of his life just a couple of weeks ago on Australian Story was was just amazing. Mm. I wrote to Carolyn Jones, the host of Australian Story, who's one of the, the producers of uh, Australian Story, and, and congratulated them on just doing such a fantastic job. And she was very humble in her response. She said, well, we, you know, we had a great subject to deal with. And, and she's right, they, they did. Here's a man who has exhibited the traits of inspiration. He's, he has done some things that, th- and this is going to be one of the points, all inspirational people, Cameron, do exactly the same thing. Do you get that? All yeah. inspirational people do exactly yeah. the same thing. And so you can actually figure that out. You can actually see what they're doing. You can, you can see what inspirational people do, and you can either choose to do likewise, or you can choose to not do likewise, mm. or perhaps just just draw on their inspiration for your own life. But I want to suggest that we have potentially thousands of people in, in our city, in our valley, that could be inspirational mm. to others. Yeah, they could yeah. be inspirational yeah. to others. We, we have some of the highest, in fact, I I'm, I'm unfortunately think I'm correct in saying that we have one of the highest suicide rates of any state in Australia, this is really, really sad. This this just tells me that there's a whole bunch of predominantly young people that have lost inspiration. They've lost hope. They've lost a reason to live. We need people, Cameron. This is no longer a, an option. This is not, you know, gee, this would be a nice idea. No, we we desperately need people mm. who will step up and be inspirational people to a generation that has lost hope. 
they're hearing, you know, even even some of the, the squabbles and the fights that's happening among our leaders at the moment causes a whole generation to go, look, I, I just don't get it. I don't get what mm-hmm. you guys are on about. If this is if this is all I can hope for, if this is the best that life has to offer, that, you know, you're always going to be squabbling over, you know, should we chop down these trees? Should we not chop down these trees? If that's what life has come to, I just can't see any point. And mm. as, as bizarre as that sounds, there are there are young people that are kind of coming into that zone. And Cameron, we need people that can, can lift the imagination, one of the things that an inspiring person mm. does. Absolutely. Lift the imagination yeah. of an entire generation of Tasmanians to go, wait a minute, this is not chopping down, this is not about chopping down trees or not chopping down trees. This is about how we view life. This is about how we view employment. This is about how we view whether we are in control of our resources, whether we can control our resources through through farming or whether we control our resources through mining. Um, um, you know, once, once uh, and, I, and I don't mean literally, I'm, I mean in the sense that when you farm, you, you harvest, but you plant again. When you mine, you take it out and it's gone mm. forever. Mm. So in other words, are we going to destroy with no sustainable future or are we going to manage for a sustainable future? The issue is about how we control our destiny. And young people are not hearing that. They are not hearing that. They are hearing a very, very temporary message that has completely lost sight of the big picture here. And I just wish some of these politicians would kind of get their head out of <laughs> Anyway, we're going somewhere I didn't want to go. Yeah, but we do but want, still- we want young people to be inspired to think beyond just the, the mundane, the routine, the, the idea, you know, the whole story of go to school, get, a, get good grades so you can get a good job. Well, there's, there's mm. thousands of people that have done that and they can't get a good job, Cameron. That, and there's something not right with that story. And, and the issue here is a complete lack of inspiration. Where are the people that are showing that you don't necessarily have to be top of the class to have a happy no, life, top of the class all. to get no. a good job, top of the class to to make a, a valuable contribution Captain to society. Captain of the football team. Yeah, look, these things. Yeah. You, look, I want after this next song, Cameron, yeah. let's come back and let's let's share a couple of inspirational stories and begin to unpack what it takes to be an inspirational person. Sounds good. Okay, more with that. Dr. Andrew Corbett on the subject of inspiration. Very. There we go, Chicago. And uh, Pizza Tira, of course, up on uh, the lead vocals there with the song You're the Inspiration here on YFM. We're talking about inspiration today with Dr. Andrew Corbett on the show today. And uh, just before the, the song, Andrew, we're talking about the fact that, look, you don't have to be, you know, top of the class. You don't have to be captain of a football team. You really don't have to have a lot of uh, money in life to be an inspiration. Absolutely, Cameron. In fact, there's a, a wonderful story that illustrates this, I think, really, really well. And that is the the story of aviation, actually, when um, there's a, a, a wonderful little, uh, it's called a TED video, where I think it's uh, Simon Plantech, I think is his name, talks about this, but... He, he makes the point that around the turn of the 20th century, there, there was a, a realisation by the US government that aviation could be possible. In other words, the, the development of the aeroplane could actually be a very strategic military opportunity for uh, whichever nation could develop flight. Um, so they, they actually asked a fellow by the name of Langley 
to develop uh, the first aeroplane. And they gave him uh, $100,000. So, you know, we're talking early 1900s, Cameron, 1902, 1903. $100,000 at that time was probably the equivalent of, you know, umpteen billion dollars to develop it. Now, Langley had a huge ego. He was very keen to make a name for himself. He, um, as somebody who had some, you know, engineering understanding, was very keen to make his mark, make a fortune, make a name for himself. With the resources that he had at his disposal, he had the best educated engineers, he had the highest university graduates working with him on his huge team to develop the first airplane. And with the money, the resources, the people, and uh, as many people would point out, he was hoping that this could be a commercial venture and that he, and obviously he would be on the ground floor of that commercial venture and be able to set himself up very nicely financially for the rest of his life and all the rest of it. Well, any, anyone will tell you that if you're going to establish a successful business on paper, you want to be well capitalized. That is, yes. lots of money. <laughs> How many businesses fail? largely because they were undercapitalized. You also want to have the right people working with you, and so having the right kind of help, uh, highly qualified help, uh, is, is one of the ingredients to attaining success. And you probably want to be doing whatever you're doing at a time when the market is ready for it. Well, Langley faced all three of those things favorably. He had the money, he had the people, and he certainly had the market waiting, ready, eager for what he was you know, going to uh, deliver. And the New York Times followed Langley around everywhere. They wanted to be first on the scene to report that you know, mankind had finally developed a self-powered uh, airplane. Meanwhile, over in Ohio, <laughs> there was a couple of bicycle mechanics um, neither of them had a university education. Neither of them had a lot of money. Um, this was Wilbur and Orville Wright. And they had heard, you know, that there was a big push to develop an airplane. And so th these two bicycle mechanics, their father owned a bicycle store. They built bicycles. The these two brothers, very young, early 20s, I, I, I think it was, you know, something... 22, 24, something like that, very, very young, they, they began to dream. They began to dream that they could invent an aeroplane. And one night, <clears throat> their father had a dinner party where he had uh, uh, the local uh, bishop around for the dinner, and Wilbur and Orville you know, mentioned that, they, that they, they were hoping that they could build an aeroplane. And the bishop piped up and, and said, you know, young men, if God wanted us to fly, <laughs> he would have given us wings. <laughs> it's like, oh dear. And you'll never be able to do it because it's not God's will for man to ever fly. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, <laughs> Wilbur and Orville didn't quite see it the same way as the bishop. <laughs> And so they, they set about developing, you know, uh, making lots of prototypes. They, they figured if you could get a kite up, it, you know, whatever you built had to be similar to a kite. So that, you know, they started off with that idea. Now, for anyone who's been over to the Washington Smithsonian Institute, you, you've seen some of the prototypes that Wilbur and Orville Wright developed. 
the bottom line is that 19, I think it was 1906, Kitty Hawk Beach, Wilburn Orville Wright developed a plane that, that took flight for about 11, 12 seconds or something like that. When Langley heard about it, he immediately resigned and was never heard of again. Wow, there you are. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about that after the news, Cameron, because I think there's a lot of inspiration to come from that story. Indeed. Okay, let's go to news. You're on YFM. It's a great story. Nine o'clock. Trust you're having a good morning so far and uh, that you're enjoying uh, the inspirational words that are coming to us today as well. We're talking about the, uh, um, the subject of how to be an inspirational person and... Uh, Dr. Andrew's got some um, some stories to explore even further about um, things that conspire us to be inspirational. Well, I think that story of Wilbur and yeah. Orville yeah. is just incredible. Neither of them had a university education. <laughs> Neither yes. of them had bucket loads of money. Yep. But what they had was a big dream. They had they had something that had awakened their imagination. When we talk about inspiring people, this is, and I said they all do the same thing, this is what they do. They, ins- they, they dream. They mm. wonder about the possibilities of things that other people don't even wonder about. Yeah. They begin to, you know, it was a, a, another inspirational person is um, Dr. Martin Luther King. And, you know, when he stood on the, the mall at Washington, and I've, I've been to that mall, it's it's public space. Now, that might not mean anything to us in Australia. We think public space is a, a city park or whatever, but the Washington Mall is is actually owned by the American people. Anybody can just come and do whatever they want there. It's, okay. it's, it is the property of the people of the United States. And so when Dr. Martin Luther King, who perhaps to a generation, they may not be familiar with him, he was a Baptist minister, who was somebody who led what was known as the Civil Rights Movement, a movement that inspired literally millions of Americans to review how they treated each other. And his opening line, I mean, who can forget it if you've ever heard it or seen it? He says, Mm. I have have a a dream. dream. I have a dream. Amazing. It's imagination language and inspiring people inspire imagination. They they get people thinking. They they give people a dream. They help people to see beyond the normal, beyond the ordinary. You know, Martin Dr. Martin Luther King didn't stand on the mall at Washington and say, I have a five point plan. <laughs> no. And yet, Cameron, I want you to think about incredibly bright at times smart politicians who don't get it they don't get there's a difference between being smart and competent and being inspirational yeah people will vote inspirational every day of the week over mm. smart and competent they, yes. they will the the number of the number of times that a politician has appealed to the 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 logic and the reasonableness of a of their position to potential voters instead of inspiring them. Cameron, this is like, for me, a no-brainer. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, if I was to ask you what some of the great businesses of the world do, you know, I, I, I could ask you, well, what does McDonald's do? And if you said, well, McDonald's makes hamburgers, you, you would be so far wrong, you'd be in a different galaxy. Mm. That's not what McDonald's no. do. McDonald's create a fun place for families. <laughs> Every time we drive past McDonald's, which... I'm not passing comment or endorsement for what they do, but I'm just making the point that from the age of two, my, my Ruby, who's now six, 
at the age of two, Cameron, we'd drive past a McDonald's there. She'd look out her car window, point to McDonald's, see the yellow arches and go, fun playground. Yeah. Now, what's that about? It's nothing to do with hamburgers. No, it's the branding. It's the absolutely the yeah. branding. I mean, when you see somebody using an Apple computer, you, you, you automatically think, oh, trendy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, how did they do that? Mm. It's just a computer, Cameron. Yes. It's not about what they do. It's not about, well, you know, our integrated circuits use these particular chips. They never talk like that. No. They say our computer... Well, we're in the, yeah, our, our, our business is helping you enjoy life. Apple is about making work fun. Our, mm. our, our business is about helping you do things quicker so you can do the things you like. Oh, hang on, where's the talk of floppy disks and hard drives and RAM and screen mm. and all the rest of it? Not a mention of it. No. They, they, they appeal to imagination. Good salespeople know this. Yeah. Good salespeople know that you, you inspire your customers before you mm. sell to them. Selling, selling inspiration, being able to impart inspiration, you appeal to the, the heart, the imagination of others. What is it that all inspirational people do? That's the first thing. They, they, they have a dream. They inspire imagination. This is why you can have a situation such as Wilbur and Orville Wright. They didn't have any money. All they had was the money that they, you know, they, they kind of scrounged to make this thing happen. They didn't have, not one of the people helping them, not one of them had a university education. Not one of them. And they invented the airplane. You know, someone said, someone said like this, the Titanic was built by the world's leading experts. Noah's Ark was built by amateurs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting, yeah. The, the point there is that, that an inspiring person is somebody who has a clear idea mm. of what they're doing. You know, the Titanic was about, you know, we're going to build the best ship. The arc was about, we're going to save the human race. (laughs) There's a completely different perspective. There's a bigger picture here, a bigger mission. Um, It's said that when uh, Francis Schaeffer, and I I don't know how legendary this story is, but when when a cathedral's being built where where he was to be, you know, the the minister of this cathedral, he went down to the, the construction site and said to one of the workers, what are you doing? And he said, I'm mixing concrete. He went to another worker and said, what are you doing? He said, I'm digging trenches. Went to another worker who was who was wheelbarrowing bricks. He said, what are you doing? He said, I'm building a cathedral for Francis Schaeffer. Wow. Now, there's somebody who got the why. Yeah. He got the big picture. He got the mission of what he was about. He wasn't constrained to digging ditches, mixing concrete, mm. or loading and carting bricks. And this is where we need to, to get the why. We need to get the, the point of what we're doing. And, and it yeah. might be, you know, a, a mother gets asked, what do you do? Or I'm just, I'm, oh, I hate it when I hear this, Cameron. I'm just a mother. Yeah. Good grief, just that, yeah. a mother. If you are, quote unquote, just a mother, you are the most important person on the planet. Absolutely. The hand that rocks the cradle cradle. rules the world. The idea that you're just a mother is good grief. Mm. That is, oh man, you are not just a mother. You are shaping the destiny of the human race. You might think it's just my kid. 
No, it's not just your kid. This is this is hope embodied in a person. This person could grow up to shape, literally shape the entire destiny of the human race. You're not just a mother. We need to begin to see beyond what we're doing mm-hmm. and see a much bigger yeah. picture. Yeah. Inspirational people do that for us. How can you be an inspiring person? Help people to see beyond themselves. Mm. Help people to see a much bigger picture. Help people to see that what they're doing is not just the immediate thing that they're doing. It's a much Mm. bigger picture Mm -hmm. that they're doing. So when when you're off to work to, you know, file accounts or whatever you're doing, the, the idea is that you're not just an account file keeper, a, a book keeper, mm. a, a clerk mm. or whatever. You're actually there to make sure that people's lives are enhanced. You're actually mm. there to guard the welfare of society. You are there and without you doing your job and doing it well, yeah. society cannot function. Absolutely. There could be chaos yeah. if you don't file that mm. thing in the right department. This is We need a much grander picture of what we're doing and inspirational people help us to get that grander picture. Cameron, after the next song, let's talk about a couple more things that inspirational people do that might help us to become inspirational. That's all pretty inspiring talk there from Andrew. Awesome stuff. I'm enjoying it. I hope you are too. We'll be back with more shortly. But right now, I'm going to play you a song that you are the universe. Very encouraging, uplifting song there from the brand new heavies. Of course, we're in conversation with Dr. Andrew Corbett today about inspiration. And don't forget, if you'd like to make a comment on the discussion this morning, you can tweet your comments. Just go to get onto Twitter via our our uh, webpage at our website at yfm.org.au. There's links there, and you use the hash YFM Taz tag. Love to hear from you, or of course, uh, check us out on Facebook. Andrew uh, leaves his uh, comments uh, on Facebook, so um, there, are, there are plenty of followers that do follow this subject that uh, um, talk with Andrew on Facebook about it. So you can certainly go there as well. Certainly love to hear from you if you like, particularly if you like the comments, but. Andrew is always open to discussion, aren't you, Andrew? Uh, incredibly so, Cameron. <laughs> incredibly so. Engaging a lot of people yes. through Facebook and through Twitter, and it's very interesting. And then occasionally when I'm invited to speak at mm. a church or a venue or um, a university or whatever, I, you know, we, we pick up some more Twitter followers and yes. Facebook followers and people listening in on the streaming mm. and so the conversation grows so Absolutely. Look, it's, it's very encouraging actually it's, mm. it's quite nice and I think today is one of those subjects that we it, it's, it appeals to everybody it should appeal to everybody that we, we need to have people who are inspirational what does it take to be an inspirational person well firstly it, it takes this idea that you are using your imagination you are, you know, who was it? Uh, John F. Kennedy, who said, "Some see things the way they are and ask why. I see things as they could be and ask why not." And it inspire those kind of comments inspire, inspire people because they're appealing to our imagination, our ability to dream, our ability to think beyond. The limitations of of our normal way of thinking, 
how many how many things would never have been achieved if people had just accepted the status quo? Well, the answer is nothing would be achieved. Nothing mm. extraordinary would be achieved. Cameron, we are just not created to be ordinary. We are no. created. We are designed to achieve the extraordinary. Yep. We 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 have within our potential the the ability to eradicate world hunger. Cameron, within literally within our lifetime, we could as a human population alleviate world hunger. It just takes somebody with the dream. It takes somebody who's got a dream big enough that can inspire enough to achieve enough yeah. to make it happen. Yes. We you know, all this talk about the environment, it, quite frankly, that what we do here in Tasmania with our with our trees is almost compared to what's going on in the rest of the world, it, it, it is petty. It is it is so petty. Cameron, right now in, in North Africa, the Sahara Desert is wiping out entire towns. It is growing at at tens of kilometres a year. The Gobi Desert in China is growing at tens of kilometres a year. It, it is taking up arable land. This is food production land that's disappearing. And here we are squabbling over something that could actually make a difference in those parts of the world. This is this is bizarre. We need a much bigger picture, and this is what inspirational people do. They, they're not just it's not just about my backyard. It's not a you know can we can we point to the people of Africa and laugh and go ha ha you guys are really messing up your continent by the way you're allowing the Sahara Desert to to eradicate forests to eradicate arable land to destroy farming land, to destroy your food production. You guys are really messing that up. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, and here we are getting on with our lives as if that makes no difference to us in our future. This is absurd. We need people who get a bigger dream than what they've got right now to see beyond the pettiness of, of the, the mundane, routine, snide comments that actually contribute nothing to where we are at right now and see mm. a much, mm. much bigger picture. You know, world poverty, Cameron, we've heard a lot of people talk about world poverty. Well, you know, it is possible within a generation to eradicate, basically eradicate world poverty. It just takes somebody with a big enough dream, a big enough desire, and a determination to make it happen. It, it, is, it is possible. Right now, Cameron, we produce globally we produce more food than the entire population of the world could possibly consume we do and we throw most of it out without the issue is not whether we can produce it the issue is distribution we need people to think and dream and imagine new ways of distributing the world's resources you know there's a guy in Brunei, who's got apparently he's got one or two trillion dollars tucked away. The Sultan of Brunei, Cameron, this is bizarre. Now people can go, well, we should just forcibly take it from him, tax him, and all the rest of it. Why don't we trade with them? Why don't we? Why don't we think? Why don't we dream? Why don't we wonder how Tasmania can overcome some of the distribution challenges? How we can overcome some of the population challenges? How we can overcome some of the distance obstacles? It, th these are all easily overcomable. We just need people who've got enough inspiration to get on with it. We could see Tasmania within 10 to 20 years 
fully employed, zero unemployment rate. If, if we had enough inspirational people lift the imagination of the Tasmanian populace to realise we have more natural resources here than pretty much any other state in Australia, not only that, we have phenomenal intangible resources. Our tourism here in Tasmania, is, is we've hardly scratched the surface of what we can do as far as our tourism potential. We, we have a, an intellectual capacity, we have an artistic capacity that we should be exporting to the world. The issue is not whether we can do it, the issue is, the, the issue is whether we can inspire enough people to think beyond the obstacles of all the objections that people would normally offer us why we can't do it. Cameron, we need inspirational people here in Tasmania. We need people who can think beyond. Inspirational people help people to think differently. Inspirational people don't let objections and obstacles define their life. Inspirational people are ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Inspirational people do not define their lives by what they don't have. Oh, if I only had more money, I could do more. If I had had a better education, I could do more. If I was younger, I could do more. Inspirational people don't define their lives like that. Inspirational people define their lives by their, by, by their dream. This is what I could do. This is how I can make it happen. And they get on with it. Inspirational people are the people who can lift the imagination, who can lift the ability, who can lift the capacity of others. Cameron, in this state, we need inspirational leaders. We need inspirational people. We need mums who will inspire their kids, dads who will inspire their kids. We need school principals who will inspire their staff. We need teachers who will inspire their students. We need employers who will inspire their employees. We need pastors who will inspire their flocks. We need radio hosts to inspire entire... Who are we broadcasting to? The entire planet. <laughs> Cameron, let today be the day when yes. we embark on an inspiration Indeed. lift. Absolutely. Well, that is awesome. So, um, that's it for today, Andrew. That's it for that today, Cameron. Come on. Conclusion. How much yes. more inspiration oh, can you take? Exactly. We need, we, yes. but seriously, we, we yes. need people who can think beyond where they're at and, and, and where we've been. And, and instead of, you know, continually wrangling mm. over some of the petty yes. stuff, think bigger. Think beyond. Man, yes. if we don't selectively harvest our, our resources, there are going to be places on the planet that are going to butcher theirs. And, and the planet's going to be worse off for it. We, need, we just need to, to have a, a, somebody who can see beyond the pettiness and be able to inspire more and more people. Cameron, yeah, yeah. come on, let, let's, let's get inspired. Yeah, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Andrew. That was awesome this morning. I'm pumped up um, by, uh, by your words. So thank you. We'll catch you at the same time next week. And, of course, the uh, program will be available online, uh, online to download soon as well at wayfm.org.au.